It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, hello, and welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge, brought to you as always by our friends at DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I'm joined by Saul Bookman and Gerald Bourget, and the Phoenix Suns defeat the Indiana Pacers 112-94, to and we are hanging out in the VIP Lounge once again. It feels good to be here. How do you guys feel? A win is a win, and this one was a kind of fun game to watch, to be honest with you. Uh, it had its moments where it kind of sucked, but for the most part, I was like, oh, this is a pretty good game. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a really fun game for a multitude of reasons. We'll get into all of them, but DA and Book both showing out, and we got some nice little auditions on the Pacers' side, and, and the Suns' bench really came to play when it mattered in the fourth quarter, so... I mean, a lot better than we were kind of expecting heading into this 5 p.m. early start Friday game. Yeah, this is a good way to end your week. Uh, wrapping up a Friday with the Suns W. Again, 112 to 94 was the final score. Before we get into everything, let's just go straight to the bar. And tonight's drink of the game is whatever you're drinking, we're making it a double because Devin Booker and DeAndre and showed out tonight like kudos to those gentlemen shane where's the clapping sound when you need it you know what i mean <laughs> yay thank you shane <laughs> are you guys drinking anything tonight on uh this lovely sun's win friday night what you drinking uh, i got a double of uh this fat free water right here <laughs> Straight vodka, same. <laughs> We're so lame on this Friday night. Oh, All man. three waters, three waters. <laughs> Listen, I gotta, hit the, I gotta hit the road early in the morning tomorrow, so I, I, you know, it ain't no drinking for me tonight. <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. But all right, let's get into it because it was, um, it was a fun game. You know, they started off Devin Booker and DeAndre and started this one off hot. They had the team's first 19 points of the game, 19 of their. 23 total points in that first quarter we got to see a deandre in three did you guys did you get a little fist pump in there when da knocked down that triple yes always absolutely any anytime anytime he hits a three and anytime he can show that he has that versatility just to remind you like hey i i can do this I'm, I'm i'm always gonna be down for that yeah that was fun hey listen any- listen i'm gonna da stand right now for for uh, for a second okay do Listen, it. my man had 21 and nine in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, <laughs> it was like Devin Booker was like, all right, that's enough. 
I want to shoot now. And so Devin started shooting like all the shots. And I was like, give my man the ball back. He's like, each time he touched it, it was an automatic bucket down low. And it was just like, this is what I talk about when we're talking about like ball handlers like DA or like Devin Booker have more control over the game than DA. So when people get upset about the fact that DA only had 12 and 14 or something like that, it's because sometimes they limit his shots. We've talked about this before. And even in the playoffs, it's it's like he'll have a good quarter. And then it's like they forget he exists. Like, and now I'm, I'm not bagging on Devin Booker because of this, because Devin, you know, he had a great game in the second half for sure. But damn, man, I would like, I would have liked to see more DA touches to get him to rock a little bit more because he was playing so well. I will I will agree with you to a certain extent on this one because he I mean he only had what do you have six in the second half, um, yeah, so I mean and, and, and they were six and he had six in the second half and it was only in the third quarter so I get mm-hmm. what you mean but like book had twenty two in the third like he was going off you feed the hot hand like they wrote they wrote it in the first half which is something they do a lot and then his second half usage I mean it, it does plummet a lot of the time I think in this case. It's okay because Book was going off, and then they had campaign and Landry Shamit come in, and they actually did some stuff in the fourth quarter. So that was nice to see. But I, I get what you mean because, like, he has 21 at half, and you're looking at his career high of 33, and you're like, okay, this is one of those nights where, like, nobody else has it going. Like, even Book at the half was three for 10. So it's not like he was lighting it up in that first half. But then he did in the third quarter. So I'm not, I'm not that mad about it. I think if it had been a closer game, you would have seen DA get more fourth quarter touches, but just because they blew it open with the bench guys of all people, I think that's probably why we didn't see much of him down the stretch. From an efficiency standpoint, I would like a little bit more DA because it did take Devin Booker basically seven more shots to get eight more points than DA. And like he has full control over that. You know, DA does not have full control over how many times he touches the ball on the offensive side of the ball. And it's unfortunate. That's why I just wish. You know, I wish my man would have got the rock a little bit more because he was – you could tell he was feeling it. He, you could tell he was in a nice groove. He was feeling himself. He was aggressive. Um, you know, he was clapping at, at the defenders or even at the, the refs for not making calls when he thought he got fouled. Like, he was into the game, and this is what we've all been, we always clamor for when it comes to DA. Like, and so when you, when you, when you see that, you got to feed the beast. Feed the beast. It's like it's like it's like my dogs out here. You know when they when they do something good, you got to reward them. And when Da's doing something good, you got to reward him. Otherwise, he's gonna be like, man, fuck this. I'm hustling up and back and down the court, and I'm gonna get rewarded. Nah, son. All right, I'll go back to. Eh, I'll play when I want to. Da. I mean, I get you because Da like throughout his entire career, what's the go-to phrase for DeAndre? He's such a selfless player. He sacrifices so much. At some point in time, you gotta, you gotta give him something in return that's like, hey, we recognize this. So when you're having a game like you're having, like we're gonna get you that 30 piece. We're gonna get you that career high because why not? Like if you, if you're doing it, you deserve to have that time. You know what I mean? That that glory, Absolutely. especially in a time like this. Angad in the um, chat said they really wanted DA to get that 30 piece tonight. And that would have yeah. been super fun. He just needed one more three. That's one it. more three. You would have made it. it. <laughs> yep, that's it. You know, I also, uh, Gerald, you're going to love this take. I oh, loved, I love, love, loved me some 
Jalen Smith and DA on the same side of the court playing the high low, baby. I fucking loved it. I almost every single time that happened, DA scored. Give it to me every night. Let's go. Oh boy, Gerald, are you coming around a little bit? Are you seeing Come progress? On, Gerald, no, get on the train. Let's he go. He had a goose egg. He was over four. He doesn't need to score. Like, Chris Paul not... didn't score like shit until the fourth quarter, <laughs> and that was when because he was like, "Oh man, I only have two points. <laughs> Let me go ahead and shoot these real quick." I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm never. Gerald, gonna I need on you to think one. about it like this, okay? I need you to think about it like this, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say they make a trade for like Surge. Or uh-huh. or uh, who's the other guy from uh, from the Clippers? I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Batum. Batum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now replace him with Jalen Smith. Now you got something. You got the high low going right there with two bigs. Yeah, like that's you, what yeah, you want to see, baby. Yeah, because you got guys that have the right skill set for that. Jalen Smith can shoot the three. Oh yeah, he can shoot the three. He just can't do any of the other four things, like on the defensive end. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't That's want right. him at the four. That's all we, right. We yes, you do. We got to get off this topic because this is a good all night. Right. We don't want to ruin the. <laughs> what good we're night. gonna do is we're gonna keep going quarter by quarter. So we kind of touched on the first quarter. In the second quarter, I feel like the uh, theme of that quarter was, "Hello, I'd like to buy a bucket, please." But thankfully, the Suns did close the quarter on an 8-0 run, and they finished the half 47-38. to So any thoughts on that? Or you kind of just want to gloss on over that one? No, we can gloss on over it. I just love the fact that, again, D.A. uh, forced one of his guys to go to the basket, and then Jalen Smith cleaned that shit up to wrap wrap up the half. That's a dynamic duo. I, I'm telling you, that's the Twin Towers part two. Let's go. Uh, that was a broken play, a fast break. It doesn't matter. So. But Gerald, <laughs> I didn't don't you, care. Gerald, didn't you tweet about it too that you loved at the end? Da added an extra little smack on the ball just as a uh, oh, get yeah. out of here. That was. I fun. mean, that has that has nothing to do with Jalen. No, but it was the four, But <laughs> team, I did teamwork, love that. Teamwork makes the dream work, baby. Let's go. I loved it because he just like spanked the ball like bad. Like my guy got you supporting his teammate. It was it was pretty funny. And then in the third quarter, it was um, you know, a little bit of typical Suns fashion, third quarter. They held the Pacers to 38 points in the first half, but they allowed them to score 38 points in the third quarter alone. But mm-hmm. thankfully, Devin Booker was being Devin Booker. He knocked down 22 points in the third, a season high in a quarter and his 16th career 20 point quarter. So kudos to that man. He showed up and reminded everybody why Devin Booker is Devin Booker. A great time to do it. Yeah. I just love, I love when he gets that look in his eyes, you can just tell like the body language changes. I don't know who he was talking to in the right hand corner. uh, At least from when, when you're watching on the screen, it was like, get into that. song. every, okay. Cause he was chirping (laughs) at somebody. I was like, who? Oh, it can't be a it wasn't the mascot. I'm talking about Oh, like, are you talking about the fan? Somebody Kelly yeah. pointed out that there was a fan that he kept going back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah, he was going ham on that dude. I was like, dude, you should not have lit the fuse on Devin Booker because he is giving it to the Pacers right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was a lot of fun. And the, the degree of difficulty on some of those shots was just insane. Like the corner three that he hit that was super contested, that one shot he hit going down the lane near the end of the quarter that he like double clutched in the lane and just floated it in for the and one. Like he was hitting some ridiculous shots and it was good to see him bounce back. Cause that was, you know, three games before he hadn't shot well in any of those. So 
he was due and he, and he made the most of it in that third, despite starting like three for 10 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then in the fourth quarter, the sun started the final frame on a 16 to two run kind of really put the Pacers away. Chris Paul turned it up, knocking down 10 of his 12 points in that fourth quarter. So good to see Chris Paul uh, out there contributing a little bit and having some fun too. Yeah. Like we were just talking about this last week. Remember I, I said, I, it concerns me that Chris Paul didn't seem to have that bounce anymore. And then last game, saw it a little bit more. And this game, listen, whenever he pulls the old okie doke on somebody oh or, God. you know, like, you know, <laughs> he's feeling good. You know what I mean? And even he, you know, sometimes, you know, Gerald, you play ball and, and, and Lindsay, I, I'm sure you've, you've played ball before. Like, sometimes you do a move and it just works out to perfection. You're like, damn. I just did that. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened to him. Cause as soon as he made that, he even went back. He was like, Oh, oh, oh my God. I didn't even know I was capable of that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He busted out like the mini sham God. I don't think he was <laughs> expecting to do that to him, but God, that was, that was just not nice. That if DA's first half performance hadn't put all the stupid Sabonis trade buzz to bed, that move just, destroyed what was left of it because he absolutely annihilated him on that dribble it was also insane. also you know gerald gerald Lindsay, you guys were there uh da's rookie year when they faced the pacers um and sabonis got the best of da like mm-hmm. he he absolutely got the best of da he was stronger than him he was smarter than him like he he out finessed him like the whole package Tonight, you see the the growth of of a guy that went from his rookie year to his fourth year now, um, and how far he has come as as a player. You know, he was he was a. I mean, at one point, uh, I think Sabonis got a foul, but Da and him were like slamming each other in the paint, like just. And Da was not backing down, and and Da even got salty to the ref, like really, like we're going at it like this, and then you call some bullshit foul, like no man, yeah. I just love the way DA has developed over the years. He's just grown so much in the last year and a half, and people need to recognize it. No, I completely agree. It was insane. It was a great performance, and he absolutely got the best of Sabonis in in pretty much every category if you look at the stat sheet, and especially if you've just watched the game. Like He was a force on both ends. Really fun to see that, especially against a a guy like Sabonis, who is a two-time All-Star, talented guy. Like if you want to if you want to talk about making an all star case, this wasn't maybe the career high that would have really put a stamp on it. But I think this is the type of performance that if people are paying attention, you look at that and go, yeah, that dude needs to he deserves all star consideration this year. All right, well, let's go ahead and name our draft king king of the game, because we've been talking a lot about them. Yes, that's right. It is a double tonight. DeAndre Inn and Devin Booker are DraftKings kings of the game because they combined for 62 points, 16 rebounds on 23 of 43 field goals. <laughs> like, my goodness, these two guys really put the Suns on their back tonight and made sure that they got the W. I like the 16 rebound part. <laughs> 16 rebounds. We won't worry about the fact that DA got 12 of those. Yeah, but 16 know. combined. <laughs> oh, Devin also got 22 of those points in one quarter. So this yeah, that's true. It's, true. A, it's a group effort. It's a group effort. The two of them really did show up big time tonight. And you've been talking a lot about 
DeAndre Ayton. So let's focus a little bit more on Devin Booker, give him a little bit more love for tonight's game. I kind of mentioned earlier that I feel, well, I think, Gerald, you were the one who actually mentioned tonight a key player you wanted to keep an eye out on was Devin Booker and just kind of him getting back to Devin Booker ways. Do you feel like this was the game that could kind of launch him back into the rhythm of elite scoring and just making big clutch shots and tough shots consistently? Yeah, I I think so. And it's good that he kind of had that rough first half because I think that shows even more that he's like, he was due. I hope that he can ride this momentum, especially against, you know, we've talked about this on the last show, like the Suns' upcoming opponents on this road trip are not great. Like they've got the Pistons after this, I think. Um, they've got like the Spurs and the Mavs, like those are all mediocre or losing teams. So this would be a great time for him to kind of get in more of a scoring rhythm, ride the momentum of that third quarter, which was one of the best scoring quarters of his career. Like this is the type of thing you can build on, especially after a rough stretch over the last week or so. And with guys being back and being more conditioned, like we saw it from DA tonight, he looked a lot he had he just had his wind with him this time. Um, and I think that was part of what helped him shrug off the last two games as well. Guys are back. They're healthy. They're conditioned. Now everybody's in their normal spots again, finally. So I think you can ride that as a team and individually. Um, the rest of the Suns missed a lot of shots. But if those fall, this is a very, very dangerous basketball team. I, I don't need to give Devin Booker any more love than he already gets. Yes, you do, okay. Saul. Yes, no. you do. Give that <laughs> no. man his flowers. No, he had 22 right in the third now. quarter. Fantastic job, Devin Booker. That's what superstars do. You played like a superstar tonight. Let's carry on. <laughs> okay, listen. Jesse Friedman in the chat brings up a really good point. He said, the Suns have the best record in the NBA. I take that for granted way too often. Enjoy every moment, fam. And that's perfect for Saul, how I feel you should feel about Devin Booker. But not just you, really (laughs) all of us. I'm singling you out because you gave me grief about giving Devin a little extra love tonight. But all of us. No, no, no. You were like, you were like, DA got love. Let's give Devin Booker love. Like we never give Devin Booker love. I'm like, we we love Devin Booker every show. Let's give DA a little bit or let's give Booker a little bit more. Because DA needs all the love. Because there's so many more haters for DA than there are for Booker. This is very true, but <laughs> still, you. I do think Jesse brings up a really good point that and oftentimes also Jesse's we covering the worst team in baseball. Of course, yeah. he says to appreciate the best team in basketball because okay, he knows Suns, how bad it could be. We do too. That's what I'm saying, though. For the last <laughs> decade, we have had to this endure is... some awful stuff, so we should just. Take a moment, Listen. a moment of silence to be thankful for what we <laughs> have. of silence. Did you Look. just – hold on, everybody bow your head. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Listen, like – I, nobody appreciates what the Suns are doing right now more than, than me. I promise you that. Like, I love the fact that we're talking about championship-level basketball with this team. That's what we're here for. I think last year the run kind of caught everybody off guard. They were excited about it very excited about it but it's kind of hard to soak it in when it happens kind of all of a sudden you know like it it took until the sweep of the nuggets for everybody to realize oh shit is is this is this about to happen like for real <laughs> like you know and so so that next like 8 weeks was just like the best 8 weeks ever right now 
it's like a slow kind of process. We understand that this team is good. We understand this team has championship um, aspirations, and it's just it's it's great to watch every single night. That's why we can nitpick about stupid shit like who should get more love tonight, DA or Book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are we are very privileged from a basketball watching standpoint yes. right now. But the one thing that I do want to note to Jesse's point about the Suns having the best record in the NBA is they widen the gap a little bit tonight because now they are two games up on the Warriors. Uh, thanks to this win in Indiana, Indianapolis. So that's Chicago, great. Chicago won, right? Um, let's Ooh. check here. Oh uh, no, the Warriors are up by. Yeah, that game was over the first But if they if they had lost tonight, it would have been down to one game instead of one point five. So I really think if you look at the hierarchy of the West, like Utah and Memphis are going to be swapping, but you don't want to be in that two three spot with you know, the Warriors or the Jazz or the Grizz. I think you want that one seed. You want to have home court advantage throughout the West, and you want to avoid whoever winds up finishing above each other between that Jazz-Grizzlies duo there. So getting the one seed is big, and if they can widen that gap, that's that's huge. So every win like this, that's a big thing. Listen, th- th- I think tonight also kind of proves like, yeah, Chicago's a nice, fun little story, but – Let's be real. Nobody in the East is is the beast that the West is. You might give it to the Nets and the Bucks, those two. Outside of that, nobody, nobody in the East can be anybody in the West in a, in, a, in an NBA Finals. It's just not happening. That's why I think everybody's kind of focused on those four teams specifically, but mainly focused on the West because the West is the best. It is. is. <laughs> West Coast, best coast. There you go. Just to be clear, I wasn't stating that we should be – like giving Devin his flowers and not DeAndre. I just wanted to make sure we were giving both of them. <laughs> Did somebody flowers. say that? I do. Well, I just, um, Chris said, you know, DA and book love are not mutually exclusive. And I just want to make sure that it was that I love both of them equally. So um, yes. Anyway, Brian in the chat said Booker is back and the beanie is back. Coincidence? I think not. Maybe I should be wearing the beanie more often. Um, and then some, you know, everyone in the chat is kind of asking for somebody to fill in for Espo tonight with his yell about the Phoenix Suns oh. being the best team <laughs> in the who NBA. Can, who can replicate that kind of and squealy kind of to do it? Kind of like <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Is that okay? Oh. Is that is that oh, a good impression no. or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> That, you no. didn't have to do an impression. You could have just done it in your own voice. Oh, oh my man. Oh, I, I love you, Esso. My goodness. Oh, my just, God. That's what we were doing. My man. I thought you said to imitate it. No, I just said you needed to fill in because Esso's not here to do it. I'm sorry. I didn't get the, the notes on this. My bad. Oh, my God. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break because the NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook is kicking things off with a huge offer. So counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers who sign up using the code PHNX can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. So just your call to action and a reminder to you is to download the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Use the promo code PHNX and you'll get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. When you bet $5, 
you're going to win $180 in free bets if your team wins. Uh, just a disclaimer, that is 21 and older, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay, so we're going to bring in Shane because is he Shane has made... Shane has made so much money off of live betting the third quarter during Suns games. So you need to break it down to us what you're doing and then give us like a pick of the week. Like how can we get in on this action on Sunday? Well, on Sunday, if you're awake and you have already eaten breakfast or if you're making breakfast or at the breakfast table at 11 a.m. or if you're at brunch even, watch the Suns <laughs> game in the third quarter. They always take a big stinker. I don't know what it is. If they're up by 20, if they're down by 10, it doesn't matter or if the game's tied like it was tonight in the third quarter. You go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and there's live betting options for every NBA game updated probably faster than Bally's has it. And you can, as soon as a team like the Pacers goes on a run, like Justin Holiday hitting threes, the second I saw him hit that three to go up three, I got them at minus four and a half live at plus money, which means I bet $25 and one thirty-eight, um, And they, all they had to do was cover by four and a half, which was lower than their point spread at the start of the game. So basically what I do is I look for in the third quarter when they're getting a run on it against them, wait till they're they go down or the the score shrinks and then the fourth quarter suns will come back as the actual team that the phoenix suns are and i've done this multiple times and it's hit like 90 percent of the time so on sunday go ahead and do that and that is the DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week nice nice oh, job shane. thank you shane oh, we wanted to give you guys I, I wanted to give that knowledge out because i saw quite a few people in the chat today kind of mention I don't remember who it was. Sorry if I can't scroll that far back, but somebody had a parlay um, that could have won them a lot of money, but it didn't hit tonight. So this is also kind of a fun, might be. He said he would have won $910 on a $35 bet, but his parlay just did not hit. But this is a really good way. Shane has been doing this all season long and he's been talking about it, but I just have never thought to bring that knowledge out to all of us so finally clicked and there you go it's kind of it's kind of sad because he's our producer and he's the the host of the bets show you think we would have tapped that well at least once before (laughs) you would you would assume um we all we all let the the team down on that one we're just like the suns we're finding our mid-season stride here that's right it's gonna be better Right. I'm not going to lie. So I didn't hear a single thing that you said. I was reading a comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I feel like that was a really good time for me to tune you out, right? No. I know? No? No. Oh. Well, what did you we, say? I just said I feel like we should have tapped that well once before, and we just didn't. Oh, okay. With, with Shane. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. We should have absolutely <laughs> tapped into that a long time ago. But hey, better late than never, right? <laughs> Oh. Okay. He's like, I don't I don't know what just happened. I just can tell by your facial expression, Saul, that I'm glad I didn't hear what you just said. <laughs> I thought you were just giving me grief. <laughs> it was a 50-50 shot. You giving me grief or not, you this know? Is true. This is, I'm the <laughs> o- Lindsay, listen, I'm the only one on the show that gives you grief about anything. So this is true. I mean, somebody's gotta make sure we're both humble. Okay, fair, 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 fair. All right. So um one thing I do want to talk about from tonight's game, Gerald, you were the king of taking notes on both Justin Holiday and Tory Craig all game long. Yeah. You were tweeting it out. You were letting us all know what you were seeing, what was standing out to you. So uh, give us the report. What did you see from those guys? And did it make you want the Suns to trade for them even more? How did it sway your opinion at all? 
yes, just reinforced everything that I already thought. And so now I'm taking it and running with it because, I mean, Pacers leading scorer tonight, the only guy on the floor who hit more threes than Devin Booker, who had six himself today. He had 25 points, shot seven of 14 from three, a couple of them off the dribble. He had three blocks in his first eight minutes on the court. Like he was a very good two-way player for the Pacers tonight. And like, if you look at his season numbers, he only averages 28 minutes a game. He played 37 tonight. Torrey Craig, he only averages about 17 minutes per game. He had 25 minutes tonight. So I'm, I don't want to read too much into it because it's one game, but they got a lot more minutes than they normally get on the floor against a team that might be interested in their services. Mm-hmm. And they both showed out like Tory Craig. He only had eight points or whatever, but he did hit two threes, which he doesn't really do very often for the Pacers. He hasn't done that like all season. So I, I mean, if that's not a flare, like get us the hell out of Indy. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> It was uh, it was an impressive performance from both of them, and it, and you saw a lot of the things that they could do. Maybe not in as many minutes, but in a limited role on a contender. Like both of those guys showed out, so it was a win all around for the Suns tonight. Really, I'm on board with the Justin Holiday. All right, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm on board with Justin Holiday. I thought he was, he's a nice player, he's a nice piece, and I can only imagine what he would do on a team like ours. Um, I'm not wearing the Tory Craig hat tonight, folks. Oh, he took it off. I didn't even notice that either. Yeah, you didn't notice it. <laughs> Somebody else in the chat did off. notice it. Somebody in the chat did notice it, and it's because I have uh, that ship has sailed. It is. It was oh. good for that three or four months last year, Tory. We appreciate your contributions to this franchise, but it shall be no more. Not from here on out, Tory oh, Craig, man. no longer. Wow. Oh, R.I.P. Tory Craig. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's dead now. He's dead. Now. He's dead to <laughs> me. Solidly. <laughs> he's dead to me. Oh, but you're God. but you're still like you're you're good with the Justin Holiday if that potential if that move was were to be made. He's a nice player. He's a nice player. I would like a little bit more physicality from a from from a a, a guy that would come in. Uh, that's why you know uh, you know like a Serge Ibaka or or a Nicholas Batum would be nice because they they you know they're bigger guys they can physically handle uh, a switch of position and you know maybe be a little bit more versatile to to guard some of the guys that you might have to bang with down low. But if you're going to go with a wing, uh, Justin Holiday is a very good contributor from the wing, and I think you can't go wrong with him, especially when he shows you that he can hit the three. Um, and he's versatile. He can take it to the basket. Um, you know he's lengthy, uh, and you know how the Suns love them some length. Um, you know, so uh, it's a nice addition. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bad at it. All right, All right gentlemen, go ahead. We're, we're converting See? some people around here. I, I love it. Listen, it's called growth, Gerald. When I realized, <laughs> when I realized that I might've been wrong before I can grow and learn from it and, 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 and move. You know, that's awesome. are you like subtweeting Gerald right now? Sticks, sticks up the floor. <laughs> sticks he up the totally floor. was. It's either me or it's Espo or it's both of us. Of course, sticks with the floor, so it's both of us. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to just ignore that and be like, wow, subtle shot to Espo and he's not even here. Listen, listen. God help you if Sticks ever has like a six three-point game opposite on the side, uh, the same side as DA and they hit that hit high-low. Oh my God, Gerald! You—I don't give a shit if he ever plays in the Suns uniform again after that. I will let you have it for the rest of 2022. Oh man, I'm at the point where like this dude could have a Hall of Fame career at the four, and I'd be like, but if they had played him at the five, 
Yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. You just gotta stick to it, Gerald. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's okay. I'm sticking see, this to is my why guns. I don't pick sides because I'm like, we gotta we gotta wait to see. That's why. I don't, why. I don't That's like the receipts. Why. I don't like the receipts game. No one will ever have receipts on Lindsay because oh everything is just nice, neutral. She even, she even had to come all the way back to apologize and say, no, 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 no. That doesn't mean I don't want DA to have his flowers. Like nobody interpreted it that way except Lindsay. You did. You were giving no, me grief about it. No, you I was just you like, I, complex. I know. I was. <laughs> That's not at all what happened. Oh my goodness, that's funny though. Oh man. <sighs> all right, so we have two um, two additional topics to get into, but before we do that, because they're kind of like around the game, but not specific to the Suns and Pacers game. So before we get into those, is there anything you guys would like to bring up about tonight's game that you'd like to highlight? One one minor thing. It was nice to see campaign play a little bit well. We mentioned it very briefly, but. 11 points, five assists, five of seven shooting, uh, team high plus 19. Like that way, it didn't come on until late in the game, but him and, and Landry Shamit were part of the reason they busted that wide open to start the fourth quarter. So that's really encouraging because we've talked a lot lately about his struggles and how infectious he is when he does have it going for this team. Everybody on this panel just wants this dude to succeed. Everybody that cheers for the Suns wants this dude to succeed. So Hopefully he can also build on this momentum like book and carry it forward, uh, especially with the trade deadline coming up. Uh oh, he saw he saw the oh, Jaron Jackson. Oh my god! No, <laughs> no, 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 no! Oh not even going to talk about it. <laughs> move along. Do you have anything else from the game, Saul? You want to highlight? Da is the greatest center in the NBA. <laughs> oh boy, that's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Well, with that. We have some fun topics to get into now. So we are going to start with the Take Your Shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Our Take Your Shot moment of the night. Saul, what is it? I love the fact that the Indiana Pacers and Devin Booker can have a sense of humor about what just happened in Toronto, <laughs> because as you all probably saw across social media, the, the Pacers introduced the Suns and played the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> that was fantastic. There was even a clip. I, th I think we have it. I'm not sure if we have it or not, where Devin Booker first got fouled and he's going to the free throw line. And as he's going to the free throw line, he's calling for the mascot to get over there behind the basket. He's he's you know he's ready. Like here here's the shot. Devin Booker's like oh, and Devin Booker understands the moment. He's calling for him right now. Yeah. He's like yeah, where's he at? Wait oh over there. Hey yeah yeah yeah. Hey come on over here. Let's go. <laughs> Move this. Hey get your ass over here. Get behind the basket. Start waving your hands. Do whatever you gotta do. Uh, but I'm ready. And uh, I just love that from Devin Booker. You know like listen, <laughs> I think in the moment you know you kind of get wrapped up into it. And and the great thing about Devin is. I think he's starting to understand, like, you know what? Sometimes I do some stupid shit out there, and it's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder if a little JaVel McGee's kind of rubbing off on him a little bit, you know? Because JaVel does a lot of dumb things on the court, and eh, he doesn't care. He just moves <laughs> right along. I think Devin, you know, he understood, like, he probably overreacted a little bit to the, to the dinosaur, and he just moved along. He's having fun with it. I thought, you know, you shared a clip with us, Lindsay, earlier, or I think Espo did, 
And I couldn't tell what was on their shirts because, you know, it was like a nosebleed view. I thought that Devin had a picture of like Barney on his shirt. <laughs> I thought that was like the Raptor mascot or something like that. I was like, oh my God, that's the best. But it wasn't. That would have have been the only thing that would have been bad. So he took his shot. So did the Pacers. They all had fun with it. And that's what this is all about. It's having fun. And one more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. So the other thing about this, kind of like shenanigans with Devin and the mascots. So we mentioned it in the pregame show. The Chicago Bulls already had a skit that they did at halftime that involved um, a T-Rex, but basically the Raptor. Now we've got the Indiana Pacers getting involved in it. There was also a video that came out. I think Devin saw the guy dressed up in the dinosaur costume pregame and was trying to get him to come over and like (laughs) talk in air quotes, like talk to him. I don't know what the plan was. They were going to have a little powwow. Um, but he wouldn't, the the dinosaur wouldn't go over near, near book. And I don't know why. I would have loved to have seen that interaction and what would have unfolded. I wonder if there was like some like protocol stuff going on right there. Like, like yeah, we, we we could let you go, but we we, we want to make sure that everybody stays safe, yeah. especially the players because they got to play. You know what I mean? So that's uh, fair. I don't know. Um. So... Let me see what comment was it. Mike B said, yes, love that you hit on this, laughing my butt off. That's what I'm saying. The man is pissed, dude. I don't quite understand. Like, are you saying Devin's pissed about the goofiness or I need some clarity on that one? No, so so I think I think low-key what he means is, is that Devin is like, he can have fun with it, but there's probably a little part of like motivation, like to <laughs> yeah. still like try to embarrass whoever's trying to make fun of him if that makes sense oh, you know it's okay. it's very much the michael jordan and and then you know i got upset or, or i took that person i did i took it personally yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very much like but that's what that's what that's what to me has taken devin from this guy who was uh, a budding star um on the rise but he just wasn't good enough quite to make a, a an all-star game or he was but he had to get you know things had to break his way to okay, I feel like we're going down the territory of legendary status because there's a look that these guys have when they try to take over games, and Devin Booker has that look. Like tonight in the third quarter, when you see it, damn it if that didn't give me Kobe vibes, you know what I mean, or Jordan vibes. Like dudes just have that look like, dang, there is not a motherfucker out here that can stop me right now, period. And I love that about Devin. I fucking love that about Devin. So yeah. you hit the nail on the head with what Mike B was going on. So I'm glad that you you got that one. So thank you, yeah, <laughs> Mike yeah, B. Thank I you know. for the clarification. <laughs> but I, I mean, I love it. I love that he's leaning into it. He's trolling all the trolls back, mm-hmm. and that's exactly yeah. what he should be doing in this situation, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's nice that he like followed up this whole stupid mascot thing with like one of the better performances he's had mm-hmm. in the last few weeks. He was due for a bounce back game, but this is just kind of the nice little cherry on top because you're right. Like he does, he is, he can be petty. Like he will take this stuff and internalize it and just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to use it as fuel. I'm going to use it as motivation and I'm going to shut the people up that are criticizing me even more. So it's, uh, it's the perfect balance of like, okay, I know this is funny. I'm going to run with the joke, 
but also like, fuck you, I'm going to drop 35 on you at the same time. It's great. Yep. <laughs> He's like, while you're all out there tweeting, put a little yeah. respect in my name. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of worked out so perfectly too. Like, gosh, talk about just like icing on the cake that he's like been viral for the last 48 hours because of mascot <clears throat> beef. And then in the midst of still being viral, this is the type of game he has. Like it I just chef's kiss to him for being able to like bring this all together and just create the perfect thing. I wonder, I, I am fascinated to see what next week's all-star numbers come back as because this obviously came right in the wind of, you know, the double voting day and all this other stuff. Like I'd be very curious to see how many people were like, dude, that shit's some funny shit. And <laughs> they just retweeted it. And mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Because Russell Westbrook really people come on. Yeah. Man. yeah. Vince in the chat brought that. that up too. They said, how did Westbrook get more all-star votes than CP three Laker fans don't even want to watch him on their own team. Yikes. We don't know, Vince. We ranted and raved about it yesterday or the other day, too. It was uh, it, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. They don't want him on their team. It's literally just a numbers game because there's a shit ton of people in California. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. The only, the only thing the only thing Booker could do right now, in my opinion, to make this even better is if uh, the next time they play the Nuggets in Denver, he actually like kicked Rocky in the balls and like body slammed him like Charles Barkley did. <laughs> Like Charles Barkley did that several, you know, when he was playing for the for the Suns, and that would just be like a, a nice little, you know, little like straight WWE thing. style. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on stilts and he kicked him, I think, in the nuts and and uh, you know fell over. It was funny. Oh, that's it was fantastic. all in good fun. All right, hey, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I saw a comment. K-pop stands were part of Wiggins' boost. I'm going to need the story on that because oh. I am not. Man. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. But I don't. Like, I don't wow. have the connection. But if K-pop stands get behind anybody, is game over. We need to be tapping into that market, right? We absolutely, <laughs> do need to. Right. Be Let's go. Into that so it's this guy oh, named named Bam Bam. He's a K-pop star, and he gave okay. him a boost. So they retweet everything they do. So I'm assuming that's what uh, it was. That's uh, not fair. That's not fair at See, all. Well, we need to. No, uh, no shade to your girl, Saul, but maybe what we need to do is instead of a Kendall Jenner Don't tweet, you we need to dare dismiss Kendall. Sweet I didn't baby, say baby anything Kendall. mean. I'm just saying maybe maybe we need to put our focus towards a K-pop star tweeting yeah. next instead of a second Kendall tweet. Maybe that would yeah. be the what, what does it for us. Maybe we should. Chess, not checkers. We're, we've been playing the wrong game. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to change our approach right now. <laughs> I've been sitting here fucking around with bingo. These guys are playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, our final topic of the night. So during the pregame show, Hello asked us in the comments, what are we going to fight about tonight? And I said, I don't know, Hello. You tell us what's been grinding your gears lately. And they chimed in at the very beginning of the stream and said, All right. You asked me what to fight about. I'll take it from your Twitter. Who's better at passing and overall, Chris Paul or Steve Nash? Now, this came from a tweet that we shared from the PHNX underscore Suns account on Twitter that it was like, design your ideal player is what I think. Um, so mm. what do you guys think? Who's better at passing and overall, Chris Paul or Steve Nash? I am going to say without any hesitation that Steve Nash is a better passer but Chris Paul is the better overall player. 
And the reason why Chris Paul is the better overall player is because he can score and he understands that he should score uh, when when needed. Um, Steve Nash struggled with that when he was with the Suns, and that's the, part of the reason why he regrets not being a little bit more assertive offensively to get them to an NBA Finals. Uh, and number two, Chris Paul plays defense, and he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. Like So for those two reasons, Chris Paul overall is the better player. But Steve Nash, man, he had some tasty dimes, and he made a lot of dudes a lot of money. Chris Paul's made a lot of dudes a lot of money too. But Steve, man, he was just he was just different with the passing. I, I loved it. So, Steve. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to when you talk about passing and when you talk about being a point guard, like we're splitting hairs here either way because they're both two of the all-time best to do it. I would say that Steve Nash just strictly passing is probably – I'd give him the edge. But I think in terms of just being a point guard and the way that a man runs the offense and controls – like Chris Paul dictates the entire tempo of the game. It's not just like throwing a, a nice pass, but he controls the whole flow of the game. Unlike pretty much any point guard outside of Magic Johnson, I feel like. So I I would say that, I mean, Chris Paul, definitely the better overall player, just because like Saul said, he plays both ends of the court and Steve Nash was not the greatest defender. But I think passing might be that only passing and shooting are the only areas where I'd give Nash the edge. I'd say just in terms of all around being a point guard and better player, I'd take Chris Paul. Who do you think is the best passer of all time outside of Magic Johnson? This is an interesting test for Gerald because you can go a myriad of different ways yeah. and how you explain who is the best passer. Who do you think is the best passer of all time? That's a tough one. That's a very tough one. I mean, because Magic was the first person that came to my mind when you started talking, and then you said, except Magic. And I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> 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 it is. It's Magic, and then everybody else is a distant second. Um, like, John Stockton comes to mind, but he just had a shit ton of assists because he played for Car with Carl Malone for forever. Yeah. Like, I would actually maybe, in terms of just passing ability, I might give the edge to someone like LeBron – Steve Nash, Chris Paul, those would be the guys that come to mind for me. Like, Hello's like, stay LeBron James. Do I know it. the chat right now is so funny. <laughs> uh, honestly, like to me, like I, I'm going from a purely entertainment standpoint because when I go watch guys pass, like, mm -hmm. damn it, you better do some shit I've never seen before because mm -hmm. I don't want to just see a nice little bounce pass for a layup. You know what I mean? And for mm -hmm. me, uh, Pistol Pete was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Man, my guy, White Chocolate, baby, Jason Williams. Man, oh, he had man. some of the <laughs> sickest passes you've ever seen in your life. You would literally go watch him play just so you could see him pass. That's how mm -hmm. good he was. Like, and mm -hmm. that, and because of that, that was very magic esque, right? Magic mm -hmm. made you want to pay attention to the assist now because he was just like, you know, the no looks and stuff like that. And so, Jason mm -hmm. Williams, you know, the behind the back off the elbow, and you're just like, oh, my God, what? You know, it's just oh, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> I loved watching him. It was so much fun to watch that guy. Um, but, yeah, so. But it was interesting. In terms, of his, in terms of his peak, like the flashy passes, like Jason Williams, like you can't really go wrong with that pick. He was amazing. Like, I really wish his career had lasted longer than it did. Yeah. He plays um, rec ball now. And he looks like a wrecking ball now. <laughs> Did you see that, dude? He was so buff. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. He's like Mike Bibby all over again. Maybe it's something about Sacramento former point guards just getting yoked up all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, same, same plan. I don't think, um, hello, I'm sorry if that didn't live up to your expectations because there was literally zero fight there. I think everyone was pretty much in agreement on that one. It's a, it was a pretty easy decision. <laughs> it was a good little conversation for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty easy decision. Now, if you ask me if a hot dog is a sandwich, we might fight, but you know, oh, man. that's, uh, we, that's we'll, for another we'll day. We'll save that for another day. But hey, <laughs> did you guys see that JaVale McGee pass tonight? Oh, yeah. Yes. That was Chris Paul-esque, Steve Nash-esque. <laughs> I was like, oh, hello, I, I was like, EJ, I thought he passed it way too late. And all of a sudden, campaign easy layup. I was like, what? What just happened? That was, that was nice. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. Love to see it for sure. All right, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me for uh, these Friday night VIP lounge hang before we sign off. Is there anything else you yes. have we want to say? A couple things real quick. Uh, obviously, big weekend. We got a lot of Suns games coming up on Sunday, Monday. You also got the Cardinals, which we do not want to forget. Tomorrow night, the Phoenix uh, Cardinals show, the PHNX Cardinals show, I should say, um, is going to have Jordan Hicks on. He was supposed to come on tonight. Last minute change. Things kind of got a little haywire, but he's guaranteed coming on tomorrow. So check it out at six o'clock uh, on their show. And uh, Gerald's been writing some dope shit on our website. Please check mm-hmm. out gophnx.com because there's a lot of great stuff going on. We have membership deals too. If you don't, if you if you're not a member, become a member. We got buy one get one for Cardinals merch next week. We got some Suns stuff coming up. So uh, yeah, join the party. Yeah, if you become a member, you get either a free T-shirt from the PHNX Locker or your first month for just 50 cents. So some really good deals. And like Saul said, you get member-only deals and discounts like the buy one, get one free. Is that what you said? Buy one, get one free T-shirts right now? Uh, Buy one, get one 50% off. Buy one, get one 50% off T-shirts. So you could grab one for free when you sign up from a membership. You could buy another one and then get another one for 50% off. And you basically got your whole team wardrobe. You're ready to rock Mm -hmm. and roll. Um, and like Saul said, Gerald writes really great content. So that's the icing on the cake is that you definitely get to read all of Gerald's amazing content. Gerald, chat, are we making you blush? The, the chat Did I do the crazy. face again? Oh, no. <laughs> What'd the chat say? Uh, they're, just, they're just going out. They're like, it's a taco a sandwich. Our pancakes dessert. Is a tamale kind of a burrito? <laughs> like, Jesus, no. These are great questions. We need to write them down before the night is over and we'll have all of these conversations one day. Oh my oh, gosh, man. that's amazing. I love it. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in once again. Friday Night Hoops wraps up with the Phoenix Suns grabbing the W over the Indiana Pacers, 112 to 94. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate your support. Until next time. Ma, meatloaf. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Have a good night, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, we're just going to call it on that one. We'll see you guys on Sunday.